Hello, I'm Louise Harvey. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, I'm reading the introductory chapter from my book, Marketing Your Editing and Proofreading Business. Introduction. But I'm not a marketer. If you think you're not a marketer, reconsider. Everyone is a marketer. Every time you've filled in and mailed an application form, every time you've tried to persuade someone to make one particular choice over another, every time you've gone that extra mile for a client, or try to anticipate his or her needs in order to do a good job and make a good impression, every business card you've handed out, every time you've dressed appropriately for an interview, you've been marketing. Must I have a marketing strategy? If you're running your own editorial business, having a marketing strategy is essential. There's little point in investing all your valuable time and money in training, reference materials and tools for the job if you can't sell your services to those for whom you'd like to work. Lois Frankel notes the importance of one of the favoured phrases of California-based leadership coach Bruce Heller, out of sight, out of mind, out of business. It's worth remembering because it reminds us that we very much need to be in sight and in the minds of our customers. A marketing strategy enables us to plan how we'll do this. New editors and proofreaders enter the profession every year and the market is already full of established professionals with excellent reputations and lots of experience. These people are your colleagues, but they're also the competition. If you don't invest time planning how you're going to promote your business, you're far less likely to succeed because you won't get found. What is marketing? Trawl the internet for advice on marketing and you'll soon find yourself knee deep, virtually speaking, in definitions. Here are just a few. Marketing is the activity, set of institutions and processes for creating, communicating, delivering and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners and society at large. That's from the American Marketing Association. Marketing is the management process responsible for identifying, anticipating and satisfying customer requirements profitably. And that's from the Chartered Institute of Marketing. They're two good definitions and you'll notice how they focus on the customer, but they're a bit of a mouthful. More digestible is Robert Clay's rather fun definition. If you could see the world through John Smith's eyes, you can sell to John Smith and what John Smith buys. Another is my husband's. Admittedly, he probably borrowed this from someone else. He can't remember even telling me this, but his definition of marketing is persuading someone to think they want what you've got. I like it because it's easy to remember and succinctly makes the connection between your business and your customer. A simpler way of thinking about it. The myriad professional definitions of marketing can, however, make the new starter feel out of their depth. There's a danger that the impenetrable business speak gets in the way of what is, I believe, quite a simple message. Therefore, the way I choose to define marketing can be summed up in four words, being interesting and discoverable. Being interesting and discoverable. If you are interesting to your customers, it stands to reason that you've engaged with them, caught their attention, made them feel you have something to offer in response to something they need. If you're discoverable, you've enabled your customers to find you, even if that means you've gone directly to them. So, even if you are new to marketing your business and feel overwhelmed by what lies ahead, by returning to the idea of being interesting and discoverable every time you order a business card, write text for a promotional leaflet, website or directory listening, engage in online or offline networks with colleagues and clients, talk to potential customers on the phone, send a letter asking to be added to someone's freelance list or respond to a client's inquiry, then you won't go far wrong. Whichever definition you prefer, the nub of the matter involves recognising that marketing goes well beyond leaflets, advertisements, phone calls and letters. 
Marketing is about how you present yourself so that having identified your core client base, you make yourself attractive enough that those clients feel confident about commissioning your editorial services. Furthermore, it's about maintaining those relationships so that clients come back to you repeatedly and recommend you to others. Marketing for the introverted. Marketing doesn't have to be about hard sales, screaming sales pitches and chest thumping. It can be about gentle persuasion, good communication, excellent service delivery, professionalism and courtesy. It's about putting yourself in your customer's shoes so that A, you instill confidence in their perception of you and B, you deliver solutions to their problems. Being introverted certainly doesn't equate with poor marketing ability. The thought of standing face to face with a large group of people in order to present a seminar sends me into a cold sweat, but I'm still supremely confident about my ability to promote my business. Bringing your personality, whether you're shy or outgoing, into the equation is part of the process. Even if you are by nature an unassuming person with a gentle approach to those you work with, this is just as attractive to the customer when it's presented as part of an overall story about the care you take with your clients, the confidence you instill in them, the quality of your work and your attention to their requirements. Passive versus active marketing. One way of breaking down marketing activities is to think of them in terms of passive and active. Passive involves doing things that enable your clients to come to you. For example, advertising in directories, building a website, developing social media profiles. Active marketing involves doing things that take you directly to the client. For example, cold calling, emailing, letter writing, attending networking events. Neither one is better than the other, but doing both is recommended. Active marketing is particularly beneficial in the startup phase of running your editorial business because you may not yet have developed a strong enough online presence to ensure that your website features at the top of the search results, and you may not yet have the amount of experience that makes you stand out when clients are searching specialist directories. Being active will mean you're less likely to be dependent on others. If you're always dependent on referrals from colleagues or a publisher deciding whether to book you, you run a higher risk of experiencing dry patches. Don't be lulled into a false sense of security by the idea that dry patches are normal, even for editorial businesses that have been up and running for a few years. For the new starter, dry patches will be inevitable unless you're very lucky. Active marketing drives your business to a position where those patches are less likely to be part of the equation. Active marketing helps you turn into the person who makes the referrals because you don't have the capacity for all the work you're being offered. It gives you the choice about which projects to take on and which to decline, whatever your reasons and preferences. Marketing isn't difficult. The good news is that marketing isn't difficult, technically that is, though it is time consuming. While the rewards of your marketing plan may take time to bear fruit, Many of the promotional strategies you use can be implement, implemented cheaply and quickly, but it does take time. However comprehensive and well thought out your marketing strategy is, the results will not happen immediately. Marketing is a process, a journey, not a checklist that one completes and then forgets about. Some activities may take months, even a couple of years to yield results. Others may generate work quite quickly. Taking the time to work out where your core client groups are and how to focus your energies on them is therefore important because it will help you invest your time wisely. Is there a right way? Marketing isn't about rights and wrongs, just different approaches. Marketing is a process of exploration and learning, a chance to embrace different concepts, apply them to a range of activities and then assess the results. In my companion volume, Business Planning for Editorial Freelancing, I suggested the following. 
If someone tells you that X approach doesn't work and Y is the best way, stop and think before you follow blindly. Perhaps X didn't work for them because they didn't carry it out as well as you could. Perhaps you can write a better cold letter, design a more enticing web homepage, or present a better directory listing. Or perhaps Y didn't work for them because they have a different USP to you. The truth is this, there are no rules. There are frameworks you can use to help you develop best practice, but as you research the field and look at what your colleagues are doing, you'll come across examples that break the mould and yet deliver results. Instead, think about marketing as something that you can experiment with. It's about coming up with ideas, however banal or outlandish, that you can juggle, test, keep and discard according to how well they increase your visibility and opportunity. And as I say later in that book, opportunity plus visibility equals increased choice which is something we all strive for. My way certainly isn't the only way. If you want to do things a different way or test something that hasn't been mentioned in the chapters that follow, you should do so. You'll be hard pushed to find a consensus on what's guaranteed to deliver the best results for every editorial freelancer in every area of the market. Rather, this book aims to serve up a range of ideas, tools, frameworks and approaches for you to try. Marketing isn't the whole story. While having a marketing strategy is, in my opinion, essential, it's of course just as important to have the skills for the job. Throughout this book, I've made the assumption that we're taking the necessary steps to ensure we're fit for the very market that our promotional plans help us to target. Think of the marketing strategy as the river we sail upon and the training we carry out to give us the technical skills to do a professional job as the boat. We need both to get us from A to B. If there are holes in the boat, we won't get far along the river before we sink. And if the boat is sound, but there's no river, we remain tied to the mooring. If in doubt about the training opportunities on offer where you live, your National Editorial Association will be able to advise you appropriately. What's in this book? This book is divided into four parts. Part one addresses concepts, things to think about, while part two covers activities, things to do. If you're an inexperienced or cautious marketer, and you might well be if you're reading this book, I strongly recommend you read part one in its entirety first. The conceptual elements underpin the doing elements addressed in part two, and you'll feel more enthusiastic about carrying out these activities if you've embraced the conceptual framework first. The chapters in part two, which address the various activities you might like to consider, can be read in any order. Part three offers a sample outline marketing plan, and again, I'd like to stress that it's a guideline only. You don't have to do all the activities that the fictive marketer chooses to do, nor do you have to do them in exactly the way he does them. Instead, use it to stimulate your own creative juices. I've used the example of a completely new entrant to the field in this section because it's often newbies who find it most difficult to develop a structured approach to promoting their businesses and to articulating a message to their customers. However, experienced editorial freelancers who are fearful of marketing should also be able to use this example in order to develop their marketing goals. Finally, part four offers a list of works cited, further reading, tools and other useful resources. That's the end of this reading. I hope you'll think about joining me for the rest of the book. It's available in Kindle and print on Amazon and as a PDF direct from me, either as a standalone or as part of the omnibus, which includes the book Business Planning for Editorial Freelancers too. Bye for now.